This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. And I'm Lyle Southwell, you're listening to Faith FM, and I am here with absolutely nobody at all. So Law soon will soon be here. Uh, sitting in the seat for Mon, <coughs> who's had to duck away. But uh, until then, you're going to be putting up with me. So anyway, just thought I'd begin by letting you know that if you are struggling with your weak signal in your area, the best way to listen to Faith FM is to listen to it on your uh, on your phone or your mobile device, even your computer if you are at home. But uh, we generally use our phone because that way you're never going to run out of a signal. Uh, just go to faithfm.com.au on the browser, press press play and run it through your car stereo. That way you'll have a perfect crystal clear signal. You'll be able to hear it all the way through. And you can run it through your car stereo in a number of different ways. You can use an auxiliary cord, uh, plugging it straight in the front if you've got you know, one of those old school tape players. I know some of you are still driving those cars that have a tape player in them. You can get an insert that goes in there. You can pick it up off eBay for um, like five bucks and that will plug into your phone. <clears throat> or if you have a newer car, then just simply use the Bluetooth function and you are up and running. Of course, you can use an app as well on your phone. It makes it a little bit easier. That's what I do. I use the TuneIn uh, radio app, the free version of it. And that makes it just slightly easier than going to faithfm.com.au and pressing play. You just hit play on the app and, and just make it your favorite and you are up and running. Anyway, we have another clue coming up for our quiz, so get ready to give us a call. Our number is 1-800-324-843, or you can text us on 0491-064-669. So let me just reach across to Mon's side of the desk here, grab this quiz, and we'll find out what our next clue is. Okay, so here we go. We have found it. Our next clue says this, All the apostles were afraid of Paul until I brought him to them in Jerusalem. Who am I? All the apostles were afraid of Paul until I brought him to them in Jerusalem. Who is this particular individual right here? If you know the answer, there is a copy of Prophets and Kings coming your way. Uh, the story of the kings of Israel and the prophets who ministered to them. Um, and here comes Lawson just running through the door. He's going to be on air and out of breath. So I did say that Law soon would soon be here, and Law soon has arrived. Wow. Welcome, Lawson. Glad to have you on the show. Yeah, likewise. Glad are to be you, here. Are you slightly out of breath? No, of course not. Can you hear me puffing? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, so your uh, note... My my note. Yes, your note. Your late note. Ah, oh, um, I don't have one. I just have excuses. <laughs> <laughs> the dog ate your homework, right? Oh yeah, dude. Ah, oh, it's just the classic. Every every red light, like every <laughs> for an extended period of time, and then roadworks, and it's like like I I, I was cutting it fine already. Yes. I was like, that was the problem, right? There. I was like, okay, I'm like leaving home. I'm like, oh, I gotta get there as soon as possible. It's all right. I've you, done roll, the- you rolled out of bed like ten minutes ago, didn't you? No, no, <laughs> no. I'm just, I'm just very busy. I'm just a very busy person. And uh, yeah, did the classic like, I'm all right. I'm cutting it fine, but 
you know, if I, I'll get a good run, you know, I've, I haven't been late leaving this, uh, like, late so far, but then it was, like, that one time, you know, that one, you know, that one time out of ten where you get every single red light and roadworks yes. and stuck behind cyclists and... Yeah, but now I'm here and I'm You're here. I'm pumped. We are super glad to have you here. Yeah. Um, now, Lawson, uh, coming up in ooh, a number of days' time, what about 12, yes. 11, 12 days' time? What are we doing? We are going to be speaking. We're going to be talking about stuff. We are going to be presenting <laughs> the Prophetic Code series. So yes. if you have uh, wondered about the. Uh, the, the, the My Prophetic Code series, then you'll have the Lyle and Lawson Prophetic Code mm-hmm. series. It will be Raymond, Raymond Terrace Mission, and you can come along there. You can meet the hosts here on Faith FM, mm-hmm. and we will be presenting the Prophetic Code for you uh, right there. If you are living in a part of either New South Wales that might be a little bit too far away or the rest of Australia, the good news is you'll be able to hear it live right here on Faith FM. Mm. So simply tune in on uh, Saturday, Friday evenings, Saturday evenings, and Tuesday evenings, and you'll be able to hear Lawson and La, Lawson and myself, uh, live presenting the mm. prophetic code. So something to look forward to there. Man, I'm I'm so keen. We've been out for the last couple of days, going doing uh, letterboxing, like putting all the flyers out and stuff, and it's just been awesome. Like, yeah, I'm super jealous. I would have been out there with you, but I've been laid up with this rotten bug. Oh, classic. <clears throat> trying to throw it off before we start into the series. And mm. uh, yeah, probably not being as temperate as I possibly would have <laughs> been. But anyway. What do we have for our Bible study? Bible study today, we are going to be talking about a lamenting. Mm. Also, we're going to go to lamentations. Yeah, no. Nah. No, nah, we're just going to be lamenting. Oh, we, could go, we could go to lamentations. <laughs> okay, so there's a bit of a theme that runs through the Bible, and we've talked about lamenting here before on Faith FM, but from a different perspective. This time we're going to talk about the lamenting, which is the how long. Mm. In fact, let me just see how many of these come up in my Bible. If I type this in, this is a, this is a major theme. How long, O oh Lord? So let me just do this. Classic. How how long, long, oh Lord? And ah, uh, let's see if many of these come up. Okay, so this 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 comes up uh, fifty three times in the Bible. Reminds me, people of are like, asking, how long? Reminds how me of long? Daniel chapter eight, where they're like, you know, how long, you know, until the abomination of desolation and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, how long is the prophecy? Yeah, yeah. How long is all of these terrible things going to be happening? Mm. And, and in that's that's a really good one because in that situation it's actually angels who are asking the question. They're like, "How long, O oh Lord? Mm. How long? Are, how long are the you know are, are, are these desolations going to desolate for?" Mm. And the reply comes under two thousand three hundred days, and then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. Probably a Bible study for another day, but one of the it is the longest time yep. prophecy in the Bible. In fact, if you want to hear that Bible study. You and I are going to be presenting it yeah. soon. Yes, as part the of the prophetic code. code. Yeah, absolutely. So come, please, <coughs> definitely, listen, definitely come and be there. In. And if you are living in somewhere else in Australia that's not near the uh, Newcastle, Raymond Terrace, Hunter, um, Port Stephens area, then uh, yeah, book some upon accommodation. Come and stay with your friend. <laughs> Just bring your friend up and say, "Hey, I'm coming to stay." They'll be happy, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, come to come along to prophetic code. We would love to have you there. Okay, so this is a bit of a major theme in the Bible. Mm. And I think it's a theme that all of us experience at different times. 
particularly when we experience pain. Mm. So when you experience pain, the initial thing is how long until I get to a doctor? Yeah. How long until I take an aspirin? Mm. How far away is the chemist where I can buy some painkillers? But then if you take pain a step further, and let's say that you get some kind of chronic pain or very, very um, severe pain, Uh, let's say that you are incapacitated with pain, let's say that it is emotional pain, let's say that you have lost somebody who is very, very close to you, then the cry that goes out how long becomes different again because it's this time it is how long God, before you actually do something about this world, mm. how long before you end this world? Mm. And it's at times like that, the return, the return of Christ, you know, the Bible speaks of it, of it as the blessed hope. But it does become so much more of a blessed hope and so much more real when you go through times of real pain mm. and real suffering. And this is what you'll find through the Bible. And the how longs in the Bible really start out with uh, how long will we be in oppression for? Mm. And you find that right the way through, say, for instance, uh, the whole theme of the book of Exodus is God's people being released from 400 years of slavery. They've been Mm. crying out, how long? How long are we going to be in slavery for? And they are set free from that slavery. Then you come to the next book, which is uh, Judges, which uh, Joshua, which is you know retaking the land. But then Judges, there is a recurring theme there. God's people go into idolatry. The enemies of God's people attack, um, and God's people are put under oppression. And then God's people say, they cry out, and they're like, "How long till you do something about this?" And they get their lives right with God, and God does something about it. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. And so you have a how long cycle that goes right the way through that particular um, book of the Bible. And then you find, you know, they go down, go into uh, Babylonian captivity. Yeah. And once again, and, and through the various kings. So you do the judges first and then you do the kings and this how long theme comes through. And then the uh, then the Babylonian captivity. It's how long will we be in captivity for? Mm. But the big how longs really come through in relationship to the return of Christ. Yeah. How long will this world be in pain? How long will it be in suffering? And there's another long how long that goes right along with that, uh, where God says, "How long refuse you to keep my commandments and my laws?" Ooh, from God's perspective, yes. There's a how long there as well. Mm. Okay, so let's look at some of these passages that the Bible is giving us. Let's look at this how long theme. And where will we begin? Let's begin in Zechariah chapter 1 and verse 12. Zechariah chapter 1 and verse 12. I thought it was pronounced Zechariah because it's a Z-E, right? It's not a Z-E. Am I silly? Am I getting... Yes, you're silly. You're asking whether you're silly. You know you're silly. Zechariah. It's not Z-E. Z- you mean Z-E. That's right. Oh, that's... This is Australia. Ah, okay. I'm this sorry. This is Australia. Well, it's Z-E, so wouldn't it be Zek? That's right. Earlier in the show, I spoke about a gas station. A gas station? Yes. I, I don't... 
You don't know what a gas station is. Yeah, well, it's a petrol station, like a petrol station. Yeah, I I talked about a petrol station, and I called it a gas station. Classic, or like you know, hit the gas or something. Especially like, as in like hitting the, you know, pushing down the throttle in the car or whatever. Like that that comes out a little bit from from living in Europe and talking about like, oh, it's the gas, it's the gas, it's the gas, and then coming to Australia and I say that and people just give me blank stares. Just like when I, when I first come home from living in Europe, it's just like, what are you talking about, my friend? Yes, gas is a vapor. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why would you put? Uh, well, you, you some cars do run on gas these days, but um, not so many as they used to. But the gas, like, because the throttle is the thing that, yeah, it's yeah. it's completely step exclusive. On the gas. Yeah, yeah, step on no, the gas. No. It's like people are like, what are you talking about? But Zechariah, which just chapter are we in? Floor it, mate. Just. Floor. <laughs> just floor it. Oh, what a classic. Yeah, just <laughs> nail it. <laughs> nail that pedal to Punch the floor. Punch it. Yeah, all that. We're sidetracked. Yes, we are. Okay, We're- so Zechariah. Yes. Chapter. Chapter 1 and verse 12. Yes. The Bible says in Zechariah chapter 1 and verse 12, Upon hearing this, the angel of the Lord prayed this prayer. O Lord of heaven's armies, for 70 years now you have been angry with Jerusalem and the towns of Judah. How long until you again show mercy to them? All right. So, how long until you show mercy? So, this is really one of those cries where Mm. God's people are, uh, you know, they're in captivity. And, um, you know, the angel of the Lord asks about the exile of the Israelites. Mm. You know, how long are they going to be in exile for? Mm. And this is specifically relating to the Babylonian <laughs> captivity. That's right. And based on the prophecy that Jeremiah gave, that they're only going to be in there for That's an interesting one. Years. They've got the, 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 the question is being asked, and they already know the answer. <laughs> yeah. Just go read the prophecy of Jeremiah. You know what, you know what to do. Go and do some Bible study. In fact, There's an answer there. It's, you know, it's... Uh, it's God. Who, well, it's Zechariah himself. He's like reading this prophecy and asking God, and the angel responding. You know, um, it's it's yeah. They knew. And I think that um, I think that a lot of times, some of the reason these questions are being asked is because some of these people, you know, the, back in the day, the, all of the different writings and so forth of the prophets were not as readily available as um, <coughs> as they are now, and. Um, and so you, there would have been a lot of people who would probably have heard of the prophecy but never had the privilege of, mm. privilege of actually reading it for themselves. Yeah, fully. There's every likelihood there was only one copy of that prophecy. Mm. And, of course, Jeremiah, you know, he's down in Egypt. It's a long way for that information to get from Egypt all the way through to uh, Babylon. That's kind mm-hmm. of, you know, the other side of the world, so to speak. Anyway, let's read another one, another one of these how longs. Let's go to Psalms chapter 94. In fact, Psalms is full of how longs. Yes. Particularly how long, God, before you do something about the wicked. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and uh, there's some very famous ones there where, you know, they're looking at the, the good fortune and the prosperity of the wicked while the righteous are abused and exploited. Um, the poor are being used. And uh, so, yeah, Psalms chapter 94, verse 3. Start for us in verse 3 through 7. The Bible says in Psalm 94, verse 3, How long, O Lord, how long will the wicked be allowed to gloat? How long will they speak with arrogance? How long will these evil people boast? They crush your people, Lord, hurting those you claim as your own. 
They kill widows and foreigners and murder orphans. The Lord isn't looking, they say, and besides, the God of Israel doesn't care. Wow, that's some pretty heavy words right there. And you can imagine people who are, uh, let's think about Robert Mugabe. Robert Mugabe just died. Yes. Do you think that he took God seriously? Um, oh... Opinion. We have no idea. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I, I really don't. Know. We really don't think. Well, I really don't think so. Yeah. I think he oppressed people. I think he killed millions of people. He starved them. He he executed them. Um, he was one of the worst butchers of modern history. Of course, nobody cared or did anything about it because it was Africa. Um, if this had been an oil country, of course, uh, they're like, oh, we need to do something to get rid of this dictator. Uh, but because they've got no oil, who cares? Um, you know, one of the real horrors of modern times, mm. and you can understand him, you know, starting down a bad path and nothing happens, is like, well, you know, God doesn't care, God doesn't see, so I will do what I want. Mm. And then you can imagine people, you know, <clears throat> right there in his country who are like, well, God obviously doesn't care because God hasn't done anything about Robert Mugabe. Mm. You know, he's been running the show and... Uh, and we're being killed, we're being tortured, we're being beaten, we're you know being dispossessed of our land, and the, the, the story just goes on and on and on. The country just completely destroyed and wrecked. And it's like, where is God in all of this? And you can understand why people, you know, mm. say these kind of things. There's a very, very similar psalm over in Psalm 73. Why don't you um, read for us Psalm 73 and verse 3, please. <clears throat> In fact, the whole of Psalm 73 really takes up this theme right here. Psalm 73 and verse 3, the Bible says, For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. They seem to live such painless lives, their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have any troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear... Pr- they wear pride like a jeweled necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff and speak only evil. In their pride, they seek to crush others. They boast against the very heavens, and their words strut throughout the earth. And so the people are dismayed and confused, drinking in all their words. What does God know, they ask? Does the Most High even know what's happening? Okay, let's stop there. That's a parallel parallel theme, isn't it? Mm. That's exactly what we were just reading in Psalms 94. Yeah. Same theme, and this time, of course, it is Asaph who is speaking, and Asaph is like, you know what, I'm looking at the wicked here, mm. and they are prospering, everything is going their way, they are healthy, they're... What did your translation say? They were fat cats? Fat cats. <laughs> what verse what? was that in? <laughs> um. <laughs> That was definitely a tra- uh, creative translation. Number, uh, verse 7. Verse 7. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than their heart could wish for. Fat cats. They're Whoever fat did this cats. translation was like, yeah. Okay. I'm going to put some, a little bit of colloquialism <laughs> in here. There's a similar thing that I see in... I've been actually reading through the Psalms recently every night, and I've read recently Psalm 44, <laughs> and it says a super similar thing. It's like... Um, 
basically it goes through and it's like we're struggling and we're getting smashed and then it and then it says this all this has happened though we have not forgotten you we have not violated your covenant our hearts are, have not deserted you we have not strayed from your path yet you have crushed us in the jackal's desert home if we had forgotten your name forgotten the name of our god or spread our hands in prayer to other gods, God would surely have known it, for he knows the secrets of every heart. But for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Wake up, O Lord. Why do you sleep? Get up and do not reject us forever. Why do you look the other way? Why do you ignore our suffering and depression? We collapse in the dust, lying face down in the dirt. So you see, like here, from that perspective, it's like, oh, God, we've done everything right and you're smashing us. But we'll get back to this uh, right after this. This is... uh, Bifrost Arts with How Long How long Will you turn your face away How long Do you hear us when we pray On and on Still we walk this pilgrim way How
That was Bifrost Arts with the very appropriate How Long. Mm. Um, that's exactly what we've been talking about. That, that's that's mm. the theme of our Bible study today. All of the how longs that there are in the Bible. I wanted to re- ask you about the psalm that I just read, Psalm 44, <coughs> and how it goes. So it goes on. It's like basically the, the message of the psalm is that, oh, God, we're in a super really bad place. But then there's this whole section at the end that's like, in all of this, we have not forgotten your name. Like, we've done everything right. You know, we've kept faithful. We've honored the covenant that you've made with us. Like, we've kept the law. Yet, we're in a super terrible place, and we're being terribly persecuted. And it's just like, God, like, please help us. Wake up and help us. Like, from your perspective, why... Why does God put them in that, put them in that position? Okay, so if you go back to Psalm seventy three where we were before, and we were reading about those fat cats, yeah, in Psalm seventy three, you're going to find that Asaph has a very similar, and this is a bit of a theme through Psalms. He has a very similar reaction, a very similar um, situation that is taking place. And so we've read about you know he's looking at the wicked; they're all prospering. Mm-hmm. Then he compares the wicked with himself. Mm-hmm. So let's pick the story up in verse 12 where we left off. Mm-hmm. The Bible says in Psalm 73 and verse 12, Look at these wicked people enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply. Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. If I had really spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. So I tried to understand why the wicked prosper, but what a difficult task it is. Yeah, okay, let's stop there for a moment. In my translation, it says, when I thought to understand this, it was too painful for me. Mm. Okay, so here he's going through a situation. He's like, I've been doing the right thing. He says, and I'm getting smashed, and the wicked are prospering. What is going on here? How long before you do something about this, God? What, what's, 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 the, what's the story here? And then you have this classic verse in the Bible, uh, one of the most insightful verses I think you find anywhere in the Old Testament, particularly in relationship, or specifically, I should say, in relationship to the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Because in verse 17, he's dealing with all of this stuff in his mind. He says, until I went into the sanctuary. Mm. And then I understood it all. Mm. What does your translation say? It says, Then I went into the sanctuary, O God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. Okay, right there. You see that? He has found the answer to this Mm. in the sanctuary. You know, many times people ask me the question, you know, did people in the Old Testament, did they really understand what the sanctuary was all about? Did they actually understand what the sacrifices symbolized? Did they understand the death of the Messiah? Did they understand the... Uh, the punishment of Satan that would come out of it. Did they understand the penalty of death as the result of sin? Did they really get what was happening? And here you get one of those glimpses where you have a saf, and he knows exactly what is going on because the sanctuary has the answer to everything that is happening right here. Mm-hmm. He goes into the sanctuary. He sees the sacrifice of the lamb. He understands that God is going to act. God is going to do something. God is going to send his son and that his son will die on our behalf. And that because Jesus dies on our behalf, it will give God the opportunity then to bring an end to the sin, the pain, the suffering, the evil, the wickedness in our world. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
He looks at the uh, the punishment that the scapegoat receives, mm. and he sees the punishment that Satan will receive for what he has done here on this earth. He understands what happens. He looks at the at, at the at the ministry of the two goats, and he sees the judgment taking place, mm. and he understands that okay, there is injustice in our world right now. The poor are being exploited. The righteous are being abused. But God is going to intervene and God is going to judge and justice will, true justice, will one day prevail. He sees all of that by observing the sanctuary mm-hmm. and its services. He sees that division being made you know, on the Day of Atonement between those who confessed their sins and those who didn't, the righteous and the wicked. Mm. And he now understands. And as he understands, he continues on their loss. And keep reading that psalm for us. The Bible then says in verse 18... Truly you put them on a slippery path and send them sliding over the cliff to destruction. In an instant they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. When you arise, O Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas, as the person laughs at dreams in the morning. Then I realized that my heart was bitter, and I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and ignorant. I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. This is this is this is this is self disclosure. Uh, this guy yeah. is real, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's like become fully self aware all of a sudden. He's uh-huh. like he's like oh, oh no. <laughs> it's like when you do something really cringy and then and then you realize later like how terrible you were. And it's like oh no. I love the way he goes through the process, and I love how he's wrestled with this issue mm. because you know he's gone through this whole. Um, period of looking at the wicked and their prospering and their fat cats and all the rest of it. And it's disturbed him, it's bothered him, it's bringing God into disrepute. He feels that he should be getting a, a share of the pie to some extent. Um, so he's looking at all that. Mm. Then he looks at himself and I'm the one who's serving God, I'm the one who's following God, and I'm getting smashed here. Mm. And he wrestles with this and then he goes into the sanctuary and all the lights come on. And then after coming out of the sanctuary, he sees himself. Mm. He's like, yeah, he says, I was getting all torn up inside. I was all getting bent out of shape. Um, <clears throat> and this was all unnecessary. Keep reading for us there, Lawson. The Bible says, yet I still belong to you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail, my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Those who desert him will perish, for you destroy those who abandon you. But as for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter, and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. Yeah. So this is like he eventually finds peace. Circle. He comes yeah. full circle, doesn't he? And this is a great psalm. This is a fantastic psalm right here. Mm. <clears throat> he's come full circle. He's seen himself. He's become self-aware. He's become then vulnerable and yeah. written it down on paper. Mm. You know, he's just like, okay, guys, you want to know my story? Here it is. Mm. What's and all. And it's so relatable to our experiences. Like, so how many times do you get caught in your ignorance and you realize what's going on? Like, and it's just like, wow, I, yeah, this is this is on me. Uh-huh. This is on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and but it's, I think it's awesome as well that he came to that conclusion. Yeah, via the sanctuary. Yep. And the Bible says, you know, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it, it will be given to him. 
And, you know, God wants to offer us answers to those mm. kind of questions um, because they're real questions. Like, I love sitting in Bible studies with people and they're like, oh, you know, how could you possibly know the answer to why, why there's pain and suffering in the world? And it's like, well, because God gave me wisdom and you can give them a true answer for that and it's That's so right. inspiring Absolutely. and encouraging. And it's like, this guy has gone through the same experience of, coming to a conclusion where oh now i have peace with god and i'm like can live my life knowing that i have a destiny i love how he used that word like use it a few times like yes i have a future i have a hope i have a destiny that's more than me just suffering Mm -hmm. um or the suffering i receive i know why because i have i have a future i have a hope you know and that's awesome absolutely all right, <clears throat> where are we up to here? Oh, we are, we're out of time. Yeah. yeah. I was about to go to the next Bible verse, so many more to look at. <laughs> but uh, instead, we're going to go to 3ABN Music, and we're going to listen to the song In the Sanctuary. Classic. Let's learn the same gospel message that Asaf learnt when he went into the sanctuary this morning. Mercy seat in the 
enjoy fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts 10 a.m. every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live, designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
Welcome back, guys. That was uh, Scripture Lullabies with Strength of My Heart. You're listening to Faith FM. We have come to question of the day time. What have you got for us, Lawson? Okay, so basically... Oh, maybe we, we, we need another clue first. Oh, yeah. Do you Nobody's wanna, got this prize yet. Do you want to <laughs> give this clue for the, for the quiz? Sure. After Paul healed a crippled man in Lystra, the people worshipped us as gods. They called me Zeus. Oh, I know who that and is. And Paul... Hermes. There you go. Well, if you know who that is, give us a call, 1-800-324-843, and you'll get a prize completely for free. All right, Lyle, question of the day. This is specifically relating to the Bible study we did. Okay, so basically the question goes like this. If the wicked are prospering today and the righteous aren't, but we have comfort in knowing that, you know, when Jesus comes, the wicked will be destroyed and then we will prosper in, in goodness... Um, that brings us comfort, but can we find any comfort today? Like in the here and now? Yeah. In the present? Yes. Yes. So for Asaf that we were reading about who was pretty much getting smashed in his life, is there any comfort now? Mm-hmm. Basically. Okay. Let me take you to the flip side of this equation by taking you to the book of Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, we'll start reading in verse 28. It's a great passage right here. Um, let me see, where are we? Matthew chapter 11, flicking over there very quickly. The Bible says in verse 28, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden or loaded down, and I will give you rest. So basically there are two ways of living your life. You can live your life with Jesus or without Jesus, and the simple reality is that while we might look at the wicked, and we might say, well, the wicked are prospering, the wicked are not receiving any justice, the wicked are living lavish lives, would you swap your life right now for Robert Mugabe's life? Mm. And there is no way. Now, he had uh, wealth, he had luxury, he had women, he had everything that this world could afford. Mm. Um. But what he did not have was peace of mind. What he did not have was a clean heart. He had a very black heart. Um, what he did have was a horrific conscience. Imagine living with that every day. Mm. And so there is what is seen on the outside and there is what that actually takes place on the inside. And Jesus says, look, my burden is light. You know, These guys that live these lavish, evil lives carry a heavy burden with them their entire life. Mm. Come to me and you won't have any burden at all I'll take it all away Continues on He says take my yoke upon you And learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart You will find rest to your souls For my yoke is easy and my burden is light I have to tell you right now It is a much easier A much lighter A much happier life To be poor And know Jesus Than to be wealthy and not have Jesus in your life. Mm. That's the simple reality right there. And so, yes, God does give us comfort right now, right in the here and now. It is not the comfort of luxury and wealth per se, but it is the country, comfort of a clear conscience and a happy life. Mm. doesn't mean that bad things won't happen. We know that they will. Uh, tragedy comes across everybody's path. But it is so much easier when God is in your life. Um, going over to the Gospel of John. <coughs> John chapter 14, 
We find this passage here, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will send you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him, for he lives in you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will comfort you. Here Jesus gives us a very clear promise. In fact, he describes the Holy Spirit as being the comfortor. Mm-hmm. And the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life is going to give you peace. It's going to give you security. It's going to give you comfort that you can't receive any other way. Mm. And, of course, the blessing of having a clear conscience is something that, you know, money just can't buy that kind of thing. Over in Acts chapter 9, we find a good example of what this is all about because you find uh, Saul, who was persecuting the Christians and who was a lawyer, and to um, earthly perspectives was wealthy and was rich and was doing well and was climbing the social ladder. He's one of those kind of people that a Saf would have looked at and gone, yeah, you know, this guy's really prospering. But Jesus comes to him and Jesus says, you have been kicking against the pricks mm. or the thorns or the spikes. And every time you kick, it hurts. Yeah. And Paul lived so much of a better and happier life after he gave his life to Jesus Christ. That is Question of the Day. You're listening to Faith FM. Don't worry about everything around you, everything around you. And don't freak out if you don't feel me beside you. Just look up, I'm reminding you to sing a new song. And let the rain clouds cry their tears of joy and dance all around you. Though a thousand may fall and dead may surround you.
That was Sydney Wolverton with Bought You Here. You're listening to Faith FM. And of course, Sydney Wolverton along with um, Anna Beden and Kemi Ogendi will be doing a concert coming up soon at the Maitland Seventh Avenue Church. First time all three together in concert. So don't miss out on that event. Lawson is very busily picking out our prize from the prize box, but while he does, let me remind you that the number to call right now is 1-800-324-843. You can text us on 0491-064669, and you can call right now to receive the free offer of the day. What's it called there, Lawson? What have you got for us? This is a book by L.S. Johnson called What's Got You. Okay. What's that about? Okay, so (laughs) this book is essentially... I'll read a bit of the blurb to you. (laughs) I just loved your face. What is that about? All right. Ever wonder why you are succeeding so much in one area of your life and failing so miserably in another all at the same time? What area of your life um, is not working right? Uh, Whatever it may be, this book will go through uh, certain ways in which you can improve your life using biblical principles. So, So, biblical principles of... uh Self-help. Self-help. But it's which, not self-help when it's the Bible. Yeah, it's God-help. It's God-help. Uh, uh, of course, we've been talking about where can we find comfort. This is a book that points you to the places where you can. Oh, wow. Fantastic. All right, give us a call right now, 1-800-324-843, and this book is yours for free. That number again, 1-800-324-843, and don't forget, we love your company every morning. There's a land that is fairer than day And by faith we can see it afar For the Father waits over the way To prepare us a dwelling place there In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore We shall sing on that beautiful shore The melodious songs of the blessed And our spirits shall sorrow no more Not a sigh for the blessing of rest In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore To our bountiful Father above We will offer our tribute of praise For the glorious gift of His love And the blessings that hollow our day In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by 
We shall meet on that beautiful shore. We shall meet on that beautiful shore.